Neil. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke through here, ready to break down the daily news and slice through the fluff and call it like it is. But let me just take a step back for a second because yesterday's podcast was a bit of a rant. Not a rant, but a heartfelt uh, spilling out of emotions. And to top that off, my microphone levels were too high. So it kind of seemed like I might have just been yelling the entire time, which I wasn't. I was projecting, but I wasn't yelling. And that that really came on the heels of uh, getting together with, you know, big group of people. Everybody's talking about you know, the loss of freedom, the loss of a way of life. The emotions are real. It's raw. We've been under stress for a long time. And that stress really begins to erode everyone in every way, right? But it, it erodes our ability as people to be at our best. So uh, to be the best as we can be as as husbands, as dads, as, as mothers, as wives, as children, you know, everybody's under stress. So, you know, the boss is under stress, the employees are under stress, and that's just a very real part of life. So acknowledging that we're under stress uh, and that that is affecting us, and so we may not be putting our best foot forward right now, is that I think it's just a really important thing that we have grace. And this is something my wife and I were talking about last night, is having grace. And again, the acronyms I like to use, grace, is you know giving respect and continual encouragement. Giving respect and continual encouragement. I respect you. I love you. I'm going to lift you up, even if you're driving me nuts and I don't understand where you're coming from right now. Uh, and that that expands not just in the home but in the community. Give respect. You know, let you know, let um, let everybody have just a little extra room. I would say because in all this stress, uh, it's just it can be hard to. Hard to be at our best. Nevertheless, let's go ahead and jump right in to what I think needs to be talked about today. Because, uh, you know, you know, the headline underneath on the top of my article today, just like that, lives are turned to dust. As I go through the headlines today, I find out we wake up to this shocking news that the latest and the greatest ISIS leader, uh, a Mr. Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karishi, his wife and his innocent children in a three-story compound with some nice olive branch, you know, bushes outside somewhere in Syria. Anyway, uh, they got blown up, right? The Biden administration believes that by blowing them up or this, you know, it's going to deliver a big blow to ISIS. And this is good news. It's headline news. It's right there on the front page. The shocking images of the destroyed compound and the charred remains of their of their mysterious lives on the inside. They believe that this is a big blow to ISIS, but I believe that they are wrong. What's happening here is that, you know, really the government, the military is fighting against ideas and ideals, fighting against the love of family and of God. They're fighting against the sincerest religious convictions you can imagine, right? Imagine believing so strongly that if you set off a bomb and blow up your entire family, that you would instantly be together again, reaping your rewards in heaven. Now, that is some serious faith, right? Serious faith. And in faith communities, you know, a serious faith, like the, the real faith, the durable faith, you know, that's the kind of faith, not only that God rewards, but that's the kind of faith that inspires faith in other people. So I believe that by blowing up Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Qureshi, uh, that that's just going to inspire greater uh, faith in those who follow the ISIS movement. Now, 
he it is said that uh, the the commandos, U.S. military commandos, were surrounding the compound and like a coward. He blew himself up, blew his family and his kids up, and all that. And again, you know, if he's if his mindset is that hey, we're going to instantly be back together again, you know, you know, reaping the praise of God, then maybe you know that's just a different perspective. But obviously and evidently, this guy did not get his fun vax, right? He he didn't receive the the fundamentalist vaccination. If he had, he wouldn't have been willing to blow his family up in the belief in God. So just a thought on that. But pause for there for a second. Let's pivot back to a broader reality for a moment. Tie this all back together here at the end. But what else is going on in the news today? You know, this is where the attention's going. But what else is going on? You know, what we find is that even though... uh, the prime minister of Sweden stresses that the pandemic is not over. The Swedes are excited because Prime Minister uh, Magdalena Andersson says that we can open up society again, at least for those who have been vaccinated. Interesting, interesting, interesting. We can open up society for the people that are vaccinated. Is this not the segregation and the discrimination that I've been harping on, warning people about, warning, warning, this is not okay? It is. You know, they're saying it. They're proud. They're excited. But as a side note, you know, in the article link there, uh, you find that, oh my gosh, you know, and this is a quote, with over 16,000 fatalities so far, Sweden's death toll is in line with European average, but is far higher than those of neighboring Norway, Finland, and Denmark. Interesting. 16,000 fatalities. That's in line with the European average, the death toll. Uh, But let's break that down for a second because, you know, being the curious uh, creature that I am, logical thinker, critical thinking, you know, 16,000 deaths plus or minus, divided by 10,200,000 Swedes, plus or minus, that equals 0.0015, which is one-tenth, that's 0.1% death, death rate in Sweden, which means that over the last two years, 99.99% of Swedes have survived this pandemic relatively unscathed, except for, of course, the uh, the less obvious loss of an entire way of life, having to wear a damn mask all the time, getting treated like guinea pigs with all this experimental vaccination and the testing like rablats, uh, lab rats and all that kind of stuff. You know, oh yeah, it's, it's uh, but the, get this, Think about this for a second. The 99.99% survival, that's on average with European average. But it's, you know, their death rate, which is 0.1, again, 0.0015, or, you know, one-tenth of 1%. That death rate is far higher (laughs) than those in neighboring countries. So if the death rate is one-tenth of 1%, and that's far higher than those in other countries. Where's the pandemic at here, guys? Where's the crisis? I mean, come on. Let's apply a little bit of logic. Look at it for what it is, you know? And the good news is there are more and more people with uh, credentials. Of course, you know, I'm just a peasant and I don't really know anything. So I'm just presenting the information I find and and speculating and and, and trying to encourage curiosity. Uh, But there are people out there like this practicing surgeon and professor of surgery and public health at Johns Hopkins University, Dr. Marty Mackery, who has uh, stepped forward to speak the truth along with so many others that we've been seeing. But this guy, uh, Dr. Mackery, is saying, 
that there, the, he's exposed the fact that there was a study that was kept secret by his own institution. You know, like the 60 page report that says that lockdowns are ill-founded and should be rejected as a, as pandemic policy. You know, it, it's, it, it's completely ineffective. So the, re, the report, all 61 pages of it, it's linked there if you want to go through and dig through it, shows that there is zero evidence, zero evidence to support an authoritarian takeover of our lives. Lockdowns don't work. Masks don't work. All of this kind of stuff is little more than just uh, power-hungry politicians flexing their muscles a little bit and seeing what they can get away with. That's what's going on. We know that uh, those of us who are clear-minded still and not gripped in the fear and have, you know, separated from our rational faculties. At any rate, you know, you start to look at that, what percentage of people are thinking clearly right now there's a new poll out uh, that says that some 70% of Americans say it's time to get over it. Get over it. You know, COVID is not, I repeat, COVID is not a public health crisis. 99.99% survivability for the vast majority of people on the planet. Okay. And to quote some of the doctors, some of these well-founded doctors uh, from the Great Barrington Declaration, you know, it's a public messaging crisis. The reason that we're having all these lockdowns and all this craziness is because of the way it's been presented from the likes of Fauci and the CDC, who has been bought out by Big Pharma, who are in collusion with the communists who are trying to take over the world. They're all driven by the global elites, okay? That's the reality of the situation. Now, because our perspectives are, I mean, obviously... uh, shaped by the public messaging, right? It's that public messaging that accounts for the, you know, vast disparity in perspectives. And these, you know, recent polling showing it's 89% of Republicans, 71% of independents, but only a minority of 47% of Democrats have re-engaged logical thinking and now see the shandemic for what it is. It's a sham, right? So, but think about those numbers for a second. Uh, if the, a perspective is shaped by the impact of information, what can we re- deduce from this uh, contrast? 89% of Republicans believe it's time to get over it, except COVID is just part of life. It's like the flu season, right? Uh, 71% of independents agree with that statement, okay? But only a minority, less than half of the Democrats uh, think that it's that this, that this pandemic is over or, or are able to see it for what it is. Maybe when it gets to 51% of Democrats, the, the national mainstream media, the legacy media, and the, the politicians of the White House will say, well, now that a majority of the country is uh, ready to get over it, we can get over it. But really, come on, you know, to think that the majority of Democrats still believe that we are in a public health crisis is, is disturbing, you know? It's disturbing. So if we, you know, let's dig it, think about this for a second. If we assume that independence are the real free thinkers amongst us, you know, out there in the population. Uh, The independents are more inclined to to seek out opposing views and exercise critical thinking, question the narrative and challenge the party platforms, challenge the two-party system, you know, how, and the majority, the vast majority of independents, 71%, believe that uh, we should get past it. How does that make the majority of Democrats look? They look like the dimwits that they are, right? At this point, anyone who is still clinging to the narrative looks like a fool because they are fools who have been fooled and are continuing to be fooled. And I know they don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to be told that you're 
you know, hey, you've been duped. You're being a fool here. Hello, wake up, fools. Maybe a good anecdote for all those people who are still stressed out about the COVID. You know, this invisible enemy should start, uh, you know, I don't know, start listening to a little more late night comedy. Check out uh, Bill Mayer, one of the less, you know, leading uh, thinkers who's out there encouraging them to pull their heads out of their asses for not being able to see it for what it is at this point. Which brings me back to the innocent children who were obliterated by their fundamentalist father, right? It's it's a sad story. Uh, it's a sad story of triumph, right? They're, they're blasting it out. They're like, yes, we took down the ISIS leader, you know, but, but look what actually happened. I mean, lives were just turned to dust and it's probably going to stimulate a strong surge in faith in the ISIS community. They're going to seek uh, retribution. They're going to get vengeance because they took out our leader, our faith leader, Right. And we're going to live our lives like that guy. And then uh, children that are inspired by, oh, my gosh, you know, what just happened? We can't let this happen. These evil uh, imperialists from over in the West are over here trying to take over our lives. It stirs emotions when you see the charred remains of toys and household stuff, you know, it stirs emotions. But ultimately, those emotions kind of kind of support the argument of the need for that you know, that fundamentalist vaccination, that fun vax, right? We can't have all these crazy people out there blowing themselves up and blowing up ch innocent children, you know? Uh, and, and isn't that discrimination against the wife? Did she have any say in the matter, honey? I don't know if we should blow the kids up, you know? Uh, maybe we should uh, do something different, you know, find another way. Uh, but I'm sure she didn't because she's a discriminated female over there in the fundamentalist world of ISIS, you know, it would be much more humane to deal with the fundamentalists by simply, you know, carpet bombing them with a fog of uh, liquid nanoparticles and and genetically modified viruses that will manipulate their DNA and, and suppress their religious urge to blow things up uh, or and or praise God. Right. Uh, anyway, but but above all else, you know, isn't that just a distraction. That story, just a distraction. It's a seed, you know. We have to begin to see that we the people are being fleeced. There is a foul game afoot, and wisdom says we need to keep our eyes wide open right now as we really begin to realize the scope of collusion, the scope of those who are colluding against us, the global level. They're manipulating the narrative. They're throwing out the stories there again, the banging the war drums. Why? Because the, the COVID narrative's unraveling fast. More and more people are coming out uh, with the credentials again to say that this is not, the, the lockdowns don't work. The masks don't work. The vaccines don't work. What the hell are we doing here? We're harming people. There are very real world consequences to this, uh, to these risk mitigation measures, to this authoritarian impulse to try to control people's lives in, in unnatural ways. It is dehumanizing to wear a mask. It doesn't feel good to be treated like a lab rat. It is a violation of basic human rights, of bodily integrity, of personal autonomy and all that. If we can't leave our house and go about our lives and embrace our lives, man, life loses meaning fast. We see the suicides are spiking and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's a sad state of affairs that we are where we're at. But the good news is, is that people are beginning to wake up and they are beginning to think about this just a little bit different. There's a little bit more critical thinking 
thinking, the gears are starting to turn, people are starting to realize, wait a minute, this isn't the way, uh, this isn't the way that things are supposed to be, there's something wrong here. So that's the good news, friends, and that is, of course, the message of my heart today. We need to have these conversations, put the information out there, uh, let today be a thoughtful Thursday. Let it be a thankful Thursday. Be thankful that uh, we're not living in Syria where people are getting bombed or blowing themselves up all the time. Okay, Be thankful for that. Uh, being in America today, being in the Columbia River Gorge, being in good old Goldendale is a great place to be. It's a beautiful place on planet Earth. We are so far removed in so many ways from the, from the worst of what's going on out there. But even that, even in our remote corner of the planet, we are still being impacted by the agenda of the global elites. That's what we need to know. That's what we need to be thinking about and uh, being thankful for what we've got. And that is, again, the message of my heart for today. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.